Welcome back to Agency Hacker. I am Destine, your co-host of the show. Today, we're here with Nico the Brain, founder of Boundless Media and the author of We're All Marketers. I'm so excited to have you on, Nico. How are you? I'm super. And that was probably the, the smoothest transition I've, I've seen today. So <gasps> already off to a great start. Awesome. Thank you so much. Let's get started. What does your agency do and how did you start it? Yeah, so we're in a client acquisition uh, agency specifically focused on what I call money-making agencies. So we are an agency for other agencies, which is kind of funny when you think about it. But our biggest focus is how can we help our partners increase uh, both the ROI that they get for clients as well as for themselves. So the average agency uh, is overworked and underpaid, and our mission is to get them to work less while making more uh, both profit and impact for clients. That's amazing. How would you say that you go about making them work less, but also still bringing in that profit that they need? Yeah. And this goes right off of the kind of background of um, where I started. And to answer a, your question fully answer the last one is we started as a content development agency back in 2018. And I love content. You know, I love creating social media posts and whatnot, but it was like pulling teeth uh, to get clients to, you know, either pay us more or more frequently. And it wasn't until I read the book, uh, uh, The Win Without Pitching Manifesto by Blair Enns, where I realized that, you know, I could make a very successful business from just having 10 clients. I don't need thousands and thousands of clients. And that's me personally. Uh, but if I'm going to have 10 clients, I have to do amazing work and get amazing ROI for them. Uh, otherwise, how can I command 10, 20, 30, $40,000 a year from each of them, uh, at least, right, to hit my goals. Yeah. So that really got me, got me thinking about what does it actually mean to acquire uh, clients? And, you know, there are so many mechanisms out there. Um, we did the, you know, we went through a long process of trying to figure out is, is that getting 100,000 uh, or 100 meetings a, a week? Uh, and the answer is no. So if you can get very specific on who you serve uh, and mm -hmm. how you serve them and productize the back end, you can actually charge, average agency can charge 10 to 40% more without having to change any of the offerings that they have. Uh, and as well as building in mechanisms to get inbound leads and referrals on autopilot, you actually don't need to do outbound. Um, so that's, that's one way, two ways, charging more and building those repeatable processes for warm client acquisition that agencies can work less and get paid more. Wow, that's amazing. You just answered my other question about how do you get clients in, inbound or outbound? So it's inbound and- It's both how actually. Yeah, it's oh, it's, it's oh. funny. Yeah, it just depends on your goal, right? So if you are doing, let's say you're at 25K MRR for your agency, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to go to 50, well, you can sell one client at 25K a month. You can sell five mm -hmm. clients at 5K a month. Uh, and there's only three ways to make more money. You can get more clients, keep clients longer, or increase the value of each client. So wow. in retrospect, right, it, it, outbound, inbound doesn't really matter. It's like what your goal is. So if you don't work with someone who pays you five grand now, the referrals you get probably won't get you there. So you probably have to go to a cold audience build those relationships, close those deals, and then focus on getting referrals from those individuals. Because we're only, you know, we're some of the five people that we surround ourselves with, and that's for business and personal. So, 
Yes. Yeah. I love that you said that. So basically you're emphasizing on building relationships as well, right? You know, the process of building trust with people. Do you find that the more that you build trust with clients, is is that the more likely that they're able to stay with you long-term or short-term? Trust is an interesting word. I prefer the word value. So Mm. I tend to bring up money very early in the conversation. So I, I, the average agency we work with usually has two, three meetings before they talk about money. We talk about money within the first 13, 15 minutes of 30 minute call. And the reason to do that is not because it's a waste of time Mm -hmm. for us to talk about it is because we're here to serve and Mm -hmm. we can't serve if we don't have the resources there. So I don't, I actually forgot where I was going with that. I'm just so (laughs) passionate about like talking about money early on and not shying away from the fact that it's okay to get paid a lot of money as long as you provide a lot of value. Yeah, I love that. I mean, everyone wants to, it's taboo almost, like no one really wants to talk about it, but I think that's important because it just shows that you're honest, you know? Would you say that's one of your core values in your agency? Yeah, our our focus is how can we build just transparency into the whole thing? Because it's this weird cycle that agencies now have because we don't want to talk about money because we don't want our clients to know how, much we profit from them because we feel bad about it and then they don't our clients don't want to share how much they're making from our initiatives which means that we don't have context on how much we're actually providing value to them so mm-hmm. the first thing that we talk about is let's say that you're a 25k mrr right and that's just monthly reoccurring revenue if your profit is 50 percent, that's awesome that's amazing that means you're running very lean and you have really good ops. Most agencies are running at 10, 20, maybe 30% profitability, mm. which means if you're thinking about adding a client and let's say that your average package is $1,000, right? If you're only making $100 to $300 from that, that's not bad. But if they're making, you know, they're from that $1,000 investment, they're making $200,000, then would yeah. it be a horrible idea? to charge them $30,000 to make them $200,000. I love interest. I think compounding, you know, what is it? The ninth, you know, Warren Buffett says it's a ninth, ninth value of the world or whatever. Um, and I believe it, but wow. it means it can work for you as well. So yeah. if you put money in the bank, hundred bucks, you get maybe 2% back, right? If you can mm. help your client make hundreds of times their investment, why shouldn't you get a portion of that? Mm, I love that you're breaking this down. Listeners will really enjoy this <laughs> podcast. No, for real. But, you know, what would you say is one of your expertise in your agency? It's probably f- doing the boring things that move the needle the most. So we've talked a lot about like increasing pricing, right? But Often, if you look at the services you provide, it's the 80-20 rule, where Mm. if you really look at 20% of your clients who are paying you the most money, 80%, in just focusing on what you're actually doing for them to keep them happy, you can often pretty quickly repeat that process. So Mm. let's say that you, again, this is from agencies, but this can be applied to any business, right? If you, um, let's just take a non-agency example. Let's say that you're a landscaper right? Mm -hmm. You have 10 clients, probably two of them 
pay you the majority of 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 the 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 money that you get, but maybe you do pool cleaning plus you you know uh, I don't know I know nothing about landscape, but you clean their pool and you I don't know wash their car and you uh, I don't know make sure that their plants are watered right, but mm-hmm. you do everything else for everyone everyone else. So maybe you detail cars, you uh, you I don't know you mow their lawns and whatnot. If you really just focus on, oh, those two clients, we make most of our money from from doing these three water-based activities. You can then extrapolate that back and say, okay, what if we just did that? What if we just focused on that? Because we're probably making most profit from that. So Mm. if we're making 50% profit from those, if we got eight more of those clients, then we triple our MRR without doing more quote unquote work uh, and you probably do it better wow it sounds like a lot of trial and error but just observing really observing the changes and being flexible would you say that your journey from when you first started compared to right <laughs> now has changed with that <laughs> oh absolutely yeah, yeah we like i said we started off producing social media content blogs newsletters when covid hit we went into lead generation and we did that for everyone, every anyone. And it wasn't until a year in where we did the 80-20 analysis and saw that the majority of people we help and really, really help our agencies. And then we did it again. And we're like, oh, we actually are really good at helping them build the systems and processes of mm-hmm. making them better. Like we're good at Legion, but we're great. We're the, one of the best in the world at helping them just work better. Mm. For those who may not know what lead generation is, can you expand on that a little bit more? Yeah. So marketing is broken down into, it's a great question. I didn't even know what it was until I got into it. Uh, (laughs) But marketing is broken down into like two two buckets, right? There's passive marketing and active Mm. marketing. Now, passive marketing is think brand building, social media that is an ad space, SEO, all of these, these amazing things that, you know, you know, Patagonia and Coca-Cola, right? Mm-hmm. They've worked and spent millions of billions of dollars building a brand that's passive mm-hmm. marketing, right? Mm-hmm. It's very hard to say that I bought a Patagonia shirt today because I saw a Patagonia ad, but mm-hmm. I know, I know the, the vibe, right? Active marketing is you go actively to the market to make a sale, make a close, make a deal. I mean, that could take many different forms. So lead generation is a subcategory of that active marketing where you're saying, okay, my business is a service-based business or productized business that needs calls or meetings. And I need what's called a lead, someone who matches the person I think I can help and has shown some interest and I want to get them on a call. Hmm. So that's what a lead is. And lead generation is just how do I get more leads and build a system to do that. I see. So why is there a focus for your agency personally on active marketing rather than passive marketing? Because often if you look at the reason businesses fail, and we all know the stat, I think it's like 80%, 85% of five-year businesses fail, right? Yeah. And majority of the reason that is is if you you don't have enough money coming in so it's great to be a coke right but if you don't have money to pay your staff or yourself then how can you build a brand like coke i see 
So it's a long term. You want to focus on brand, but hey, listen, you're trying to eat today. Why? Why try build a brand, (laughs) right? Yeah, it's funny. (laughs) Yeah. Would you say that you so you don't focus at all on passive marketing? Like how how do you navigate social media, especially with like digital marketing growing and evolving today? Yeah, and it's there's different stages, right? So we break down how we think about an agency specifically in, in a 12-month window. So passive mm-hmm. marketing is a component of that, but we make it much more ROI-based so that mm-hmm. our agencies can honestly get paid mm-hmm. most i before going down this rabbit hole i would hate going to bed at uh, you know at uh, sunday evening and I, I would dread checking my phone on monday because i, I had this feeling that someone's going to fire me or some employee's oh. going to be ha- you know upset or or something's yeah. wrong is going to happen and yeah. that's coming from a fear-based world mm-hmm. and it was because i wasn't getting paid i wasn't serving people as much as i thought I could so when I made this pivot I I sleep like a baby now I mm. don't stress about it I am I love referring business out I get too much mm. where I can't help everyone and that's mm. great because that's that's life that life is full of abundance so mm. we have to get you in that state first before we focus on building a brand right uh, so yeah. that you're taken care of like people should get paid just because you started your business doesn't mean that you should take a pay cut. You should make more because you took a mm. risk. If you wanted mm. to get $80,000, right? Go get a job and that's fine. That's great. I've contemplated it at times. But mm. if you are willing to take the risk and build something that you own, and yeah. if, it, if it fails, it fails. If it succeeds, it succeeds, but it's because of you, right? Yeah. You should get compensated accordingly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and this journey of entrepreneurship is a lot of trial and error, but you know, it's a lot about taking risks as well. I love that you mentioned that. Do you feel like you've taken like huge risks from day one, you starting it until now? No, and I believe in the Tim Ferriss way of thinking about this. And Tim Ferriss is a amazing both author, speaker, and, and honestly like business uh, guy, but he talks mm-hmm. about taking calculated risks. So nothing I did would sink my company. That's, that was never my intention. But the downside was minimal compared to what the upside could be. It was a risk for us to go only targeting marketing agencies. But mm-hmm. we can mitigate that by also running campaigns towards everyone else. And then when we proved concept, it was very easy for us to change our marketing messaging to just agencies because we proved it out. We took a little bit of a gamble with the downside being very low, but the upside being astronomical. So figure out ways to take micro micro leaps without being super scary. Mm. I love that you said calculated risks. That's important as well. I know so often in this generation, we're just like, just do it. Quit the job if you need to. Quit it. Just jump in. But there's just a lot that comes with, you know, our our everyday decisions. Mm -hmm. Do you, what what do you feel like you've learned or what have you learned just right now with leveling up your agency? Yeah, and I'll tell a quick backstory to, to really bring it home. I started my entrepreneur career right out of college back in De- December of 2018. And I moved back home with my parents. I saved up every single cent. I got a full-time job at a startup and I built my company nights and weekends. 
and I was fired um, in this uh, October of 2020. And that's when I went full-time into the business. And I could only have done that because I lived at home for three years and mm. I didn't do anything crazy. And I had a plan and I, I learned from people and I failed and everything like that. And that base gave me a chance to, you know, we grew pretty quickly. We went from $1,000 a month when I was fired to a month later being at $10,000 a month and then wow. getting to $50,000 a month within six, six months. Right. Wow. So we grew very quickly, but it was the three, four years before that, that led to it. And mm. what I'm really focused on now is how do I learn? And, and again, I heard this from Tim Ferriss. It's how do I learn um, just in time knowledge versus just in case knowledge? So mm. just in time knowledge is like, what do I need to know to be successful on my path today in the next week? Anything post a week, that's just in case knowledge, just fear mindset like do i really need to read about how to get from eight to nine figures no let me just focus on how to go from seven to eight figures mm. eight to nine is a whole different ball game so that's that's my fear-based talking so a lot of what i'm working on today is just in uh, just in time knowledge how can i get a little bit better today you know how can i get a just it one percent better today will make me more money if I do that every day for a year, I'm 365% better than where I was a year ago. Wow. Yeah, this this has been a great conversation, very enlightening. Do you feel like your team, do you have a team at, at all? And has your team helped you along the way with this? Or how has that been like for you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I am yeah. not the smartest person in my company. By, by far, not the smartest. And I'm very lucky that back on my very first company I started back in 2016 or 17 I found a I was working you know at, at, at college with a individual who's now my COO Larissa Lamaster and you know ever since I was fired she quit uh, like three weeks later because we we're racing traction right we we're getting close to that 10k and you know without her and then you know we've had team members with us for that two and a half years without continuously hiring coaches to help me um, team members who've done what I haven't done um, partners that have just assisted with places that I just never contemplated knowing mm -hmm. about um, I couldn't be where I am today uh, mm. I would just be a figurehead I I would not be as far as I am today yeah that's amazing would you say that you prioritize collaboration and just learning <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's where you at in your business, right? So in the beginning, it was I need to know every single person because law of averages says that I will eventually talk to someone who knows someone that might need my service. Now I'm good. I don't need I don't need more friends, uh, and that's great because then I can look for the wow. best friends, right? Yeah, and that's same thing for clients, right? I don't need more clients. Do I want more? Maybe, but maybe not. And that enables me to say no to 90% of the people who I can't serve to the best of my abilities to save time for the 10% that I can serve. Mm, that's huge to just go from not needing, but, you know, wanting, it just really emphasizes, I think, quality over quantity, you know, yeah. and just being able to actually serve the people that you can. 
I think that's so huge. It sounds like you've been stable for a while though. What's, what's next? Yeah, for us and stables relative, right? <laughs> so for, so, you know, there's ups and downs throughout, like this has been our busiest month, but June was our slowest, right? So it's, it's mm. always ebbs and flows, but for us, the next thing is we are actually now moving into a model where we're prioritizing profit more so than anything else. So our goal is to get to, uh, for our, for our company to get to at least 70% uh, profit margin. And that's like, I don't want to grow because I don't want to increase staff, but I want to get better at fulfilling and keep people longer. And that's how we'll achieve that. So don't, I mean, my biggest feedback to anyone is like, you don't need to grow as much as you think you do. You need to just focus on how much you can actually keep. Wow. You have a ten thousand dollar business, but you keep nine thousand five hundred of that every month. You're making more than the average American. And don't why wow. why 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 run away from that? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. You're saying a lot that I normally do not hear. I'm sure I'm sure listeners are really enjoying <laughs> this conversation. You know, it's just a different way to approach it, right? Could yeah. you? I mean, if you just get the brass tacks, right? What do you actually want? Like, I thought I wanted to work 80 hours a week. Now, I honestly want to work three hours a day. Mm -hmm. And I'll be cool there. I will be content with that. So as long as we're growing and we're keeping our margins high, I can be comfortable at $100,000. Because if I'm at 70% profit, that's $70,000 that I can allocate to grow the business, mm -hmm. learn more, serve better. Mm. I mean, if you think about that, that that's, you know, seven, what is that? Seven, that'd be, we kept $70,000 a month, right? In, in pure mm -hmm. profit, right? Uh, and I pay myself, let's say 20,000, my business partner, 20,000, right? That's 40, it's 30,000. Over the course of the year, it's $360,000 in net free cash flow. And if you ever want to sell your business, you could sell it for 4.5 to 5 of that. Right. So let's just round down to 300. Right. I can then sell that for five times the profit. So I could sell it for 1.5 million. Get that, you know, take that 50%, 30% net cash break, get a million dollars split between me and my business partner, and have $500,000 in cash. Wow. Or so, I could just keep it. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> and I can buy um, my own stuff. So, of course, right? On the flip side, what do you think has been one of your biggest roadblocks to get to where you are right now? Thinking I need to do it all. Mm. And everything from personal, thinking mm. that I need to bear the weight of a relationship that everything's on my shoulders uh, to, to business where if everything goes down the gutter because of a decision that we collectively made, that's my fault uh, to mm. me micromanaging a project mm. to just the, the, the examples will, is, is outrageous because I want to help so much that I'm willing to spread myself then. And to the mm. example I said earlier, 
that causes me to have less energy to serve less people that then I work more to serve more people, but I actually serve them less because I just don't have the bandwidth and it causes this negative spiral. So not to put everything on your shoulders. We don't do our own taxes. We have a CPA. We don't look for the best talent. We have people that we go to for that. We don't do 90% of what marketing companies do because we're just not pros at that. And that's okay. Mm. I'm okay with that. Mm. That's huge. Recognizing just, you know, your expertise, what you're good at, what you're not good at and where you don't want to, you know, spread yourself thin. That's huge. Would you say that that's one of the things that has kept you from leveling up in the past? Oh, absolutely. There's no way once you've proven out concepting on the six six and a half seven figures there's literally no way for you as a founder to move the needle for your business more mm. there's just not the next evolution is people because so once you start getting to that <laughs> next level you can't do everything i don't know what how every campaign we're doing is performing i don't know how all this is but people do and to, yeah. to an extent that i do because I trust my people, I take care of them, and I continuously work with them to get better. But there's no way that you could scale if you don't have people to do it. Yeah, it's everything, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Building relationships, businesses, people. So, what have you learned from just the different types of clients that you've served, and what do you enjoy most about it? That. Whether you're an agency or a small business, the problem you have is probably not as special as you think it is, <laughs> which means that it can be solved. Mm. Most people, and this is something I tell my agencies all the time, is we are in the diagnostic business, right? People come to us in any business, right? And say, I have this problem. Maybe you could have skin cancer or it could be a little blemish. Mm. You could have strep throat or you could have allergies. Mm. Most people come with the worst thing in, in their mind to businesses, right? If you just take a step back and ask the right questions using pattern matching with your mm-hmm. niche, you'll be able to uncover, oh, it's not as oh, challenging as you thought. And a great example is someone comes to me and says, you know, we need to launch a campaign right now it's the most important thing to us great okay i'm with you it's the most important thing what's the goal we want to sell a million of these i know cups mm-hmm. great okay perfect when do we want to sell that million by oh, we need in the next month amazing i'm with you i believe in this now if that cup is worth 10 bucks right and you make 30 percent on that that's that's a lot of money so you're, you're gonna you're gonna be making like $30 million from that. That's amazing. That's like, we can definitely do it. Now, yeah. with that timeline and everything, it, it's rushed. So it's probably going to cost you like $15 million to do it. So let's do it. Let's do it right now, today. Send me send me $7.5 million. And we can start working with you right now. Oh, oh that's <laughs> take me on a date first. You know what I'm saying? Like, like let's yeah. this a lot, right? And then you back up. Okay. So okay, we don't want to spend that much money. Um, but is the goal still a million? No, no, you know, it's probably like a thousand. Oh, okay, okay. It's a thousand. Okay. 
that makes sense. Uh, and when do you need this by? Oh, December. So we've got three months. Okay, okay. Got it. So now, now we can come back and say, oh, sorry, let me just cancel that. Uh, now we can say, okay, what, what's the actual goal, right? What's the actual timeline, right? Because everyone wants everything right now, which is great. You can do it. It's going to cost you though. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like being realistic is very much important. It also sounds like you've done a lot of thought on just fear-based thinking rather than, I would say, more efficient-based thinking. Do you think, do you think yeah. so as well? Yeah, it's it's interesting, interesting point because like we all have this fear in us, especially mm-hmm. when you go and work for yourself, right? Everything's dependent on you. Mm-hmm. And the answer is yes, a lot is dependent on you, but there is there's probably more out of your control than you think. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay that, that you can't control everything because mm-hmm. no one can control everything. Not yeah. even the most, no, no one on earth can change the weather, right? No, collectively, can we all? Well, maybe we're, we're seeing something like that. But like things are going to happen as they happen. And that's okay. You will figure it out. And I get back to Tim Ferriss, like fear set. What's the worst that's going to happen? You start your own company. You go to zero. Everyone laughs at you, right? Your family hates you because you're not making a million dollars a year. You know, uh, you live under a bridge, right? Yeah, the, your favorite, like, I don't know, candy that like you buy every week or his favorite beer or whatever, like they discontinue it. And then like- yeah you die like oh that's like the worst that can happen right and now realize that just like playing the lotto like what are your odds of winning a lotto right 152 million great so it probably won't happen (laughs) so what now what's the best that can happen and realize that that's not going to happen either Mm. it's probably going to be in the middle that's okay yeah if you're okay with both the best and the worst then wherever you fall you're going to be okay yeah. You mentioned, I really love this conversation, by the way, but you mentioned, Tim, who are your favorite, like, agency scaling influencers or authors that you could name that's really aid in, in your growth? Yeah. So Chris Doe, which is, I don't know if you're familiar with Chris Doe at all. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Uh, he runs a company called The Future. It's an education-based business, mostly for creatives, but I've learned so much from him. Blair Ends which is another amazing agency-based uh, writer. Mm-hmm. Tim Ferriss, I do learn a lot from him. It's probably not my go-to, but I just re- re-listened to the 4-Hour Workweek, so that's why he's top of mind. Um, Jay Bear is a great marketer as well. of all his books here. Um, yeah, it's again, it's you got to focus on like, what do you need, right? So if you need to know how to sell better, you know, what did I say earlier, right? It's not, it's just in case, it's just, uh, just in time, right? So find mm-hmm. someone just in time. So you know, I pick up everything from everyone. I learn stuff from mm-hmm. my clients and everything, but it's like, what do I need to know right now? Mm-hmm. Pick that one thing that's, and just focus on that. That's amazing. Would you say that, you know, your journey with becoming an author had a lot to do with a lot of the growth that you experienced within your agency? Yeah, so I actually published right when I was out of university, and that's actually another person that I'm actually working with today, uh, Eric Coaster. He runs a, pr- a company that helps people write books, and mm-hmm. 
I always thought about writing books as a super scary thing. So in retrospect, like he did teach me that everything can be systematized. I wrote my book in less than six months from idea, not having an idea, not thinking I can do it to publishing a book. And mm. that showed me that it can be done. You just need the right support and systems to do it. That's all mm. it is. I mean, if you really think about life, it's just like you just have to figure out what systems get you to and processes and mindsets and people get you to where you want to go. Yeah, that's amazing. What would you tell the day, the day five you of the start <laughs> of building, <laughs> building your agency? You at the beginning, what would you tell? Focus. Yeah. That's the only thing. 100% just focus. And if you get it wrong, amazing. You focused, you tried and you got it wrong. You don't need that's another amazing. service. You don't need to add another way to get clients you don't you you can get to where you want to go selling one thing to one person using one medium that's huge you know I would tell two years ago me focus as well honestly just focus like you know I don't need to outsource so many things I needed to and just you know stick to the plan I think that's huge that does transition to the one of the last few questions what would you what advice would you give to agencies agency owners listening to this or to your peers (laughs) yeah just focus on profit like Mm -hmm. you probably have and this is one of the first things we talked about you probably have a ton of services most of them aren't making you money you think you are but if you break down the numbers, they probably are not. Like when we made the decision to really move into this route of serving agencies, we got rid of a product that was making us $20,000 a month. Mm. $20,000 in revenue. That's crazy, right? It is. But we're only <laughs> making like three grand in profit from that. So we're making 15%. That sucks. Wow. That's not, that's not, if our goal is 70%, yeah, it hurt, but we, once we got rid of that, that we had to get rid of systems and partners that were associated with that, which made us more profitable. So even though we were making $20,000 less, it didn't really change our bottom line. So like, you know, focus on profit. Cause yeah. and you know, there's, and again, I haven't read this book, but there's a, um, it's not called tiny capital that's an investment company tiny businesses or something like that there's a uh, I forgot the title but it's about it's the opposite of what I'm talking about which is like what if you don't scale but you just make as much as you can and the reference uh, the story that I'm referencing is there is a leather pants um, apparel person right I don't even know what they're called seamstress mm-hmm. or but they make the leather pants for all the rock stars and they make a lot of money doing that wow one person that's all they do wow it's like that's completely opposite of what i'm saying with you know uh like <laughs> high profit well there's still high profit it's, it's just different right because like i'm saying yeah. you just have 15 clients or whatever and really increase margins there's like one person who works a couple hours a day makes pants and then makes a lot of money like that's that's great for them yes and just like you said like it could be five clients that can get to get you where you want to go in life so 
Yeah, that's yeah, don't, don't fall underneath. Like we have all these invisible, invisible scripts, and mm-hmm. ask yourself, like, does this actually serve me? Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. I, I ask myself that so often. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I really enjoyed this conversation. How can people get in contact with you and your agency? Yeah, or so as well. Yeah, me specifically is Nico getboundlessmedia.com. Every socials get boundless. We have uh, 660 hours worth of YouTube content related to growth, uh, mindset, how to sell better, all that, mostly geared to agencies. But, you know, if there's value, what we're saying, you know, check us out there. We have our blog at getboundlessmedia.com slash blog. I mean, we post three, four, five net new pieces of content a week related to what we're learning and how we're getting better and serving our clients. So yeah, check us out, say hi. And yeah, I'm always here to help. Awesome. Thank you so much for this. You're welcome. Talk soon.